Something that's so bad feels so good. Okay. <laughs> right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back yet again with Wina. Yeah. Who is the winner, so to speak, of all the time that we're spending <laughs> here together? Because you get all sorts of different kinds of wisdom from different kinds of cultures and backgrounds and such. Right. You yourself have said that this is an interesting approach for you, but never mind. Right. So we're back here, ladies and gentlemen, once again mm-hmm, with yet mm-hmm. another episode, and we're here to talk about. The Oscars, so to speak, but not quite in the way that you might think. Because why is that, Wina? Uh, First, yes. To be honest with you, Fikri, I don't know when. <laughs> but no, you, 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 you are always honest with me, aren't you? Okay. Okay, well then. The way you say it, it seems as if everything else has been a lie. <laughs> up no, until no, now. It, it's honest. Um, but uh, to be honest, I don't know when was actually the Oscar going to be. <laughs> That, so it it's is, a very bad source for Oscar. Actually. Yeah, for for the listeners of this show, the Oscars will, uh, for intensive purposes, be held. I think on the twenty second. You think? February. You don't know for sure. I don't entirely know for sure. Well, <laughs> things could change. Things could change. That's still some weeks away from now, so things could easily change. Twenty sixth of February. Twenty second, I think. Twenty sixth. In the twenties, right? Not that far away. Not that okay. far away. But all the same, uh, nevertheless, we are going to be sitting down here, mm-hmm. and we're going to be talking about um, the films nominated for the Oscars or rather the films and filmmakers because as Rina mentioned mm-hmm. right that was the first thing the second thing you wanted to say was you have not seen the films yes like, that's, <laughs> the, that's the, again a very resourceful um, source that you have here <laughs> yeah <laughs> I say that in like brackets because again um, to be honest I only watch two movies that is actually being dominated <laughs> <laughs> and again, well, not entirely my fault because some of it, some of the movies, not reach Jakarta yet. Right, so, absolutely. for example, Whiplash is still coming soon. Yeah. Um, Boyhood definitely not in yeah. in theater yet. Yeah. It's here in Jakarta. And it was released, I think, in Singapore last year. Oh really? Yeah, oh, okay. so. The theory of everything, unfortunately, is still not played here. All right. So um, I think it's played already. It's finished its run in Malaysia, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, I, I saw it um, when I was there. Anyways, the point is that there's always going to be a difference. For a number of different reasons, we are not yeah. going to be able to watch all the different kinds of yes. films. But nevertheless, that will not stop us because... Um, we can still have, I think, a very interesting discussion about the films and the filmmakers, right? Uh, at the very least, some of the issues that has been raised by the nominations of these films can be considered in a more critical fashion. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, um, we have previous, because we talked about a lot of the Ghibli films yes. without really having seen quite a lot of them. <laughs> I think, I feel, I feel like I've seen quite a lot. Yeah, yeah we, just, we just like the, to talk. Well, <laughs> we just like to talk about films. Absolutely. And all the random things about films. Say what? We should call this podcast uh, episode or podcast show "Talk on Films" still thoughts on films, right? Because it's not just uh, thinking; it's, it's also it's talking. Basically, right? talking about right. it. Right. Yes. <laughs> so, without uh, further ado, uh, we're going to start 
uh, with one of the lower rated categories right now uh, again uh, another disclaimer before we continue we are not going to be talking about all the films all the filmmakers and all the categories mm-hmm. available at yes. the Oscars right yep. so stuff like the short films or the best original song and we're not going to be talking about that because mm-hmm. we don't care about enough about them? <laughs> no, not, not careful enough about that but I, again well Fikri might have some ideas but definitely for me I don't really have that much ideas about for example original score hmm. or uh, soundtrack some of it yeah maybe I'm not the right person to talk about the music hmm. right? and again uh, some of that is I, again like I said I haven't watched the movies I haven't even come heard some of the movies as well, uh, some of the songs as well so probably we best skip that <laughs> alright okay so we are just going to be talking about the categories that both mm-hmm. Wina and I feel comfortable enough to yes. discuss alright that's, that's good. so good yeah, yeah, absolutely so the first category is going to be film editing we're going to start from the bottom going to the top so no mention of the word contact here ladies and gentlemen <laughs> But that's where we're going to start, right? Stop laughing, Mina. Okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm like a child. <laughs> Aren't we all? Aren't we all? Best film editing, right? So there are a number of films mm-hmm. nominated. Um, uh, American Sniper, Boyhood, Sniper, The Grand Boyhood. Budapest Hotel, The Imitation Game, and Whiplash, right? Now, I'm going to start with The Imitation Game because you have seen that film, mm. right? Uh, what, okay. what was the film like for you? Well... For me personally, I like the the mutation game because I'm a huge fan of Benedict Cumberbatch. But again, again, uh, when I saw the film, it, it is as if I see um, Sherlock Holmes and Sheldon from Big Bang Theory merge into one person. Like seriously. Um, and again, it's a bit. It's not. It's not that outstretched for Benedict, in in my opinion, because he already played quite similar characters before, like that, like um, have have a bad social skill, really into his own world, those kind mm. of thing. You know, Sherlock is like that, some mm. ways, right? Yeah. So it's not a bit of stretch, but he he did actually showed a bit of um, uh, a range to his act, like he able to give this emotion and then the confusion. So. Uh, a limited person with uh, with le- uh, a person with limited social skill, mm. but then he had to portray how this person uh, uh, emotions right. in terms of some of the scene. Right. I don't so know about I don't know about you, but I always noticed how Cumberbatch has a tendency of portraying characters who are smart as hell. Yeah, smart right. and cold. And yeah, yeah, I'm thinking of even Khan from yeah. Star Trek, right? Uh, yeah. As a character, Similar, yeah. He's similar in that way, yeah? So, yeah, I think maybe he's not going to win an Oscar for this for imitation game because, again, there's not a lot of range that he actually did. Hmm. But, uh, you know, aside from that, I just... But I like, I like the story. I like, you know, the, the story of... Uh, how overcome and figured out things and then the historical aspect of it that's one of the things I enjoy but let's go back to film editing <laughs> no it's fine we, we, this is just freestyling we can talk about Cumberbatch as much as we want to talk about film editing um, but we, we'll go back to the work of William Goldenberg the editor of The Imitation mm, Game okay in, in terms of the editing of the film um, you say that you are not entirely sure about the technicalities and whatnot. but essentially for me at least um, editing is related to the flow of the story, ah, yeah. right? So, how well are the scenes stitched together mm. and, and whatnot? Uh, what was it 
like for you? Oh, okay. Uh, I could actually have a, an idea of that. Basically, the film is actually set on the backward and forward face. Hmm. So you've got bits. Again, I think for film editor, that's a challenging part, hmm. isn't it? Um, to make sense of the scenes about the, the, the what happened in the past, with what happened in the future, with what happened in between. Hmm. That was actually the difficult part. I cannot imagine a film editor, um, how they the thinking process about which scene to be put in what particular timeline. Hmm. You know what I mean? Um, having to said that, for me personally, the flow is actually quite okay. Hmm. But I, I understand the flow of the story. But I watched that with my friend, and my friend was a bit confusing. Uh, sorry, confused hmm. in terms of okay, this is the past, or this is what happened right now, or this is somewhere in the future. Hmm. She was again. That's probably one of the challenge to watch imitation game because you really need to know what happened in the past, what happened in the future. Because again, it's sort of like a bit of a blend. Hmm. Uh, yeah, you you cannot really tell. Well, maybe that would be actually the challenge to enjoying that to enjoy imitation game. All right, okay. Uh, for you, how was this challenge met? Where did, was was the story well put together for you, or were there parts that you yourself did not understand? Well, for me, because I know. This is something that I usually do hmm. before I watch a movie. I did a research about it first. Hmm. So when he, when when I watch it, I already know. Okay, this is talk about the future. This is what happened um, post-war, hmm. pre-war, and during the war. Hmm. So I kind of have an idea. Hmm. But yeah, but like my friend, my friends got confused a bit with the with the pace of the story. Yeah, for me, sometimes it gets a little bit confusing and it get, takes you a while. Maybe that's that's also one of the aspects of film editing that is right. not uh, done appropriately. Perhaps, perhaps. Uh, there are a number of different aspects uh, mm-hmm. to this. Uh, you mentioned earlier about your subtitling work, about how you are a cog in the machinery. Mm-hmm. Same goes for film editing. Um, mm-hmm. the, the editor has a certain degree of power in arranging certain mm. scenes but ultimately he's still going to be tied up to what the director and what the script yeah, yeah, yeah. calls for as well so that's ah. something to consider same goes for uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel Grand which Budapest. Uh, a film I have seen right? uh-huh. uh, what do you edit- think about the film editing on that movie? I, I quite like it I'll there's just a nice pacing to the story uh, the editor is Barney Piling or Pilling rather and uh, what always impresses me about the films of Wes Anderson is how he can breeze through a fairly yeah. complex story but very quickly without you really missing out on anything uh, so the, the more interesting aspects of uh, Wes Anderson film is always going to be focused on the acting right? how the same actors appear in a number of different roles over and, and over again this, and then he has this funny quirks if I'm not yeah. mistaken because he got like um, uh, I don't know maybe some kind of like um, semiotics or symbolic objects mm. between movie that you understand that oh this is about this and this is about that yeah that will that will be one of the characteristics of um Boy, Wes uh, Anderson yes. <laughs> the, grand, the Grand Budapest Hotel yeah, yeah. which was directed by Wes Anderson yeah right? um I think the challenge or the the, the well, sort of my prediction probably goes to boyhood, because for boyhood it's like twelve 
years mm. in the making. Yep. Can you imagine like how many scenes that is actually available for 12 years? <laughs> That's a lot of work for an editor, isn't it? Film editor. Exactly. Uh, certainly for uh, a film like Boyhood, I, I can't say that I'm aware as much of the actual intricate production processes of this particular film. The only major thing I'm aware of is how the, the making took quite a while, right? Uh-huh. more than a decade, 12 years, as you yourself have pointed out. For me, I would think that this depends on the director. Mm. Uh, the director, Richard Linklater, he, he appears to have a very keen understanding of what he wants. Uh-huh. And so, while I feel that there is indeed a lot of work, uh-huh. I wouldn't say that it's... Uh, a lot more than what you would normally find for uh, a feature film. But that's not to say that it's any less challenging. Right? I, even from my own experience, trying to pull together um, a feature film story, right? a feature-length film, is, is always tricky and difficult in so many different ways. Okay? So whether it's done over 12 years mm-hmm. or, or within a single year, mm-hmm. I, I feel that the, the basic challenges probably remain the same. But mm-hmm. of course, um, I've not seen the film myself, unfortunately. Up in this, up until now, at least. So we, we can't quite claim that to win. Yeah. I, I don't know who's going to win or who's going to lose. But like I said just now, um, we don't actually have to make predictions. We yeah. just we just gonna we just gonna bang on about films the way we want no, to do them. No, because I think that that was actually something that. Uh, the judge will actually see about mm. what to choose on, uh, what to choose uh, in terms of what scene that you're going to use in film and so on. Yeah. So, Boyhood again have a lot of facial already, but in my opinion, Boyhood would be one of those films that if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you'll be like regret it <laughs> for the rest of your life. Like, why do I watch that? The reason why I said that is because Link later actually already have this group of people, the groupies, that really like his type of film. Exactly. Right? So if you if it's boyhood boyhood will definitely appeal for them. But yeah. there are some people who said, Oh, it's boring, it's uh, I don't know what they're talking about you know, those kind of things. So it's it's a very it needs a quiet taste, you know what I mean? Yeah yeah. It's not for everyone. No, absolutely. This is definitely not for everyone. But uh, all the same, it remains a very interesting part for us to consider. Um, uh, we can move on from that mm-hmm. onto the next category, which is best animated feature. Yay! We have <laughs> Finally, a <five laughs> film that we do watch. <laughs> for the most part, I have not seen all of them, but yeah. um, we, we can discuss about this. Uh, the nominees are Big Hero Six, The Box Trolls, How to Train Your Dragon Two, Song of the Sea, and Tale of Princess Kaguya. Kaguya. Right. Have you seen any of these films? I've seen Big Hero 6 and How to Train Your Dragon 2. Alright, okay. So, how are these two? What are your impressions of Big Hero 6? Big Hero... It was... The hype was huge. The what? The hype about the film was huge. Well, Big Hero 6 is... For me, uh, first, it was something that well thought. Mm -hmm. Right? Obviously. Mm -hmm. Because... Let's just talk a bit about the setting. The setting is in San Francisco. <laughs> so it's a city uh, that combines San Francisco and Tokyo. Okay. Yeah. Right? So they they really think about the setting and the background and it's amazing in my opinion. Um, how they could actually create this this city. Alright. Yeah. Um, it's very intricate. And then you've got these characters called Big Max. 
okay. yeah, Big Mac, a, ro- a hero robot, and doesn't have any uh, shred of programs of killing instinct whatsoever because his instinct was to heal. Mm. Uh, and suddenly, again, the robot will act accordingly with who owns the robot. Siapa pemilik robot itu? So he was owned at the very beginning by this guy right. who's very thoughtful and very nice and, and so on. And then he got passed to to his brother, right. who's basically have this vengeance over over his brother. Well, again, his brother actually got killed, right? <laughs> and then somehow the robot is passed down to him somehow. Right, and then he wants to make this killer funny robot as a killing machine, which the robot doesn't have any programs of that whatsoever. So you have to see these big fluffy things trying to kill people, <laughs> which is uh, that's the fun part for me. How about that big fluffy robot trying to kill people? How does it compare to a dragon trying to kill people? Dragon for me, I don't really like it personally, and then somehow. I don't know whether or not it's actually made. Uh, <laughs> I don't know whether or not it's actually made by. It it has the same similar characters in terms of the drawing. Mm. The drawing actually quite similar between one another. Mm. But I think one is Disney and the other one is DreamWorks. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we we can even identify the characteristics of the studios or the production companies the main, behind the, this. The main character is a bit uh, quite similar in a way that both is very determined, all right, and then both was uh, sort of have their own vengeance to do all those kind of things. Okay, well, believe it or not, I. I've not seen any of the films you talked about, so I can't quite comment as much. All I'm aware of is how there was a there was a fairly big how can I say this um, campaign around Big Hero Six, right? And how it's Disney. Well, it's Disney, but at Disney the same going time, going to milk all of it basically. Yeah, but I, I just was not aware of of there being a particularly big brand for this film prior to the film being released. Okay, so so that's interesting to note. For me, the the one thing that sticks out is the film that's not there. And that's the Lego Movie. Oh, Have you seen yeah, the Lego Movie? Yeah, yeah. You've seen it. To be honest, I fell asleep. You fell asleep. Oh, <laughs> great Lord! It's a great film. I love. It. <laughs> I, I loved it. It's great. In the middle, I'm sorry, but I just like, oh my god, all of those Legos part assembled, reassembled, disassembled, <laughs> and I'm like, oh. <laughs> There's something about the the sound of the Lego that put me to sleep. <laughs> oh man, that's interesting. <laughs> but no worries, no worries. Uh, each their own. I don't know why though. Like, do you have any speculations of why Lego is not put in that best animated feature? I think ultimately it's a matter of the fact that there's only five spots open. Oh man. Now, uh, the, the way I look at it, Lego Movie is a very subversive film in many ways. I'm not surprised that it's not nominated. But all the same, I. I wish that a film like that would have been nominated precisely because it contains a number of very interesting critiques on society at large, uh, on pop culture as a whole. I find that interesting and I, I love the the deeper meanings that you can find being slipped in right, for, from a number of different sources. Okay, That's I have cool. to rewatch. That's I cool. have to rewatch Lego then. <laughs>
I just like the song. Everything is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that song, by the way, was nominated, nominated for the Oscars. Yeah. So That's awesome. It is an awesome song. Everything will be awesome. Whether or not they win or not, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, I'll tell you what. Let's take a short break. Right? And we will continue right after this. So, don't go away. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. We're continuing with the second segment as Weena checks her car just to <laughs> check in. No, I'm actually looking for the lyrics of Everything is Awesome. <laughs> it is a great song. It's a great song. It's so subversive. It's so cool. But we are going to be talking about the best original score category, right? Which unfortunately is more to do with music that has nothing to do with lyrics whatsoever, okay? Um, I'm going to throw this pen in your face soon. <laughs> this pen in your face is awesome as well. Right. Um, the nominees. For what? Sorry. For <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm, I got stuck with everything. It's awesome. Alright. For best original score. Mm-hmm. Alright, we have, again, five films. Theory of Everything, Mr. Turner, Interstellar, The Imitation Game, and Grand Budapest Hotel. Now, here's the cool thing. Imitation Game and Grand Budapest Hotel, both scored by the same person, oh. Alexander Desplat. So, he has a decent chance of winning in terms of, of numbers, right, at least. Um, did it really stick out for you? Um, for in, this guy has a very busy year. Yeah? Two I, movie projects. He is busy every year. <laughs> you know, he does the Harry Potter films wow. and whatnot. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Despla, for me at least, um, I always have time for someone like Alexandre Despla because his music is always very subtle, soft. It can go big if there's a need for it. But for the most part, there's always something that gets you right. At your at your heart, really, at your ah. heartstrings. For me, that's what I like about. He plucks your heartstrings. Absolutely, it? absolutely. Even for even for Grand Budapest Hotel, I I know a lot of um, a more classical use of, of certain instruments that fit with the story and the time. So for him, at least, uh, he is very much a composer who's aware of how music can tell the story as well, right? And I don't know about you. Uh, what, what do you think? Yeah, of yeah, definitely. I do agree that the good music could actually build up the mood hmm. right so again and I, uh, if it's if it's like you can imagine watching a horror movie with like everything is awesome right? you cannot watch that so it's not it's the mood is not going to be unless, unless it's a parody of some sort yeah. that, that will work out well I think yeah when the, the, the monster come out and you will sing everything is awesome I got killed by the monster but everything is awesome anyway yeah that'd be awesome uh, yeah, but again, for the imitation game, hmm. I, 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 again, it's one unity, isn't it? So, it definitely built a certain uh, mood, hmm. and then again, it's sort of like, it's serious, it, it, it makes the movie even more serious hmm. with the song, right? Um, especially during that flashback scene and then the opening score but to be honest um, I'm focusing too much on Benedict Cumberbatch sorry <laughs> for imitation game I couldn't care less about the music damn you Sherlock damn you Sherlock so I just I just listened I just 
fixated on Benedict. Yeah. Jaw. <laughs> well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. If you ever want someone to take away any sort of uh, attention on other parts of the film and only to focus on the actor, cast Benedict Cumberbatch. Right? And or his jaw. Or, or his jaw. <laughs> uh, I, I would like to think that they're part of the same package, um, but hey, you know. Probably works that way as well for Peter Jackson. Uh, you know, he's a voice of Smaug in in the Hobbit. Yeah, films, right? that's the thing. I, I cannot get over the his voice. <laughs> so there is a scene where it's basically an emotional scene, right? Where mm. he actually breaks down and cry, mm. and he has this voice, and I'm like, oh, Smaug is crying. <laughs> that's all I could think of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it ruined me. It my experience of watching Imitation Game. That's horrendous. Um, one of the other films nominated uh, in this category, Interstellar. And the film was scored by Hans Zimmer. Interstellar is the George Clooney one, isn't it? Hey, no, it's, uh, it's the one directed by Christopher Nolan. Oh my god, it's I'm the... so bad. Sorry. <laughs> Which one was the George Clooney one? Gravity. Oh, Gravity. Well, I mixed up. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Close enough. Close enough. Both are about people floating in outer space-ish. Yeah. Ish. But um, no, not for that film. Uh, Interstellar is the one with Matthew McConaughey. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what do all you right, think? All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. Um, Hans Zimmer. Well, what, what, what are your thoughts? Good Lord. Why is your face doing that face right now? <laughs> because you asked me about movie and um, original score uh-huh. all I could know is again the right the right music would build the right mood that's it but that's if it. it's like Hans Zimmer's and all of that um, you have no idea actually <laughs> well for me Hans Zimmer is, is someone who is also as aware of, of the narrative requirements mm-hmm. of a certain film so the score that he makes or that he creates will always fit the story as much and in this case I, to be, to be honest with you, I've not seen Interstellar yet, so I can't quite comment. But I do have to admit to being a big Hans Zimmer fan, and Hans Zimmer himself, yes. What other project that he already do actually? Um, he did Inception, oh, Dark Knight. Yeah, Christopher um, Nolan. Tend I think to he work did Superman, uh, Man, Man of Steel. He did that as well. A, a number of big budget films that require a big budget kind of. <laughs> Kind of thing, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm not sure what kind of chances he has because for the most part he has not been as awarded for his efforts by the Academy. But um, there you go. So Interstellar. We move on from best original score because I have not seen the other films yet, so I can't quite comment. Again, uh, this is a very informative session. More, more completely. Yeah, well, we just talked about the films. Uh, theory of Everything. I, I did see that film. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Is it good? It's worth watching. Uh, with regards to the score, it doesn't really stick out as much. Uh, it's, it's quite nice, it's subtle and whatnot, but I'm not so sure how big of a chance it has here lined up against a lot of the other superstars like Alexander Desplat and uh, uh, Hans Zimmer. Right? Can I be honest with you? Sure. The thing is, what, the reason why the imitation game um, music and score didn't really stick for me is because yesterday, Ladies and gentlemen, yesterday I just watched uh, PK. 
right? Which is these Bollywood films, mm-hmm. um, and it and it uh, score and and music is actually really stick on me right now. Really? Because whenever the main character comes up, it has a different setting or it has a different song. Um, and the, when we talk about imitation game and Hans Zimmer and so on, all I could think of is is the score from PK. Serious? I'm so sorry. No, don't apologize. <laughs> Basically, you're saying that PK knocked everything out of your head. Yeah, yeah. Because again, uh, when we talk about original score and music, that was for me PK is again and it's it's uh, wonderful right. because he uh, the the music director somehow could come up with a different songs or different characters mm. that's why that's why I think that's also one of the crucial um, aspect or uh, for, for music director right mm. for original score and original music yeah. again when we talk about when we talk about uh, mood when we talk about the essence of the film it has to be reflected through music right so for me because I just watched PK uh, his the original score and music is just stick to me and, and I like about I like I like the fact that whenever yeah, I like the fact that whenever the the main character comes up on the yeah. screen, he has a specific uh, song. All right. And I cannot tell you that about the same thing about imitation game or, or the other, because I didn't notice that in imitation game. It's like no, whenever Ben Alan Turing comes up, mm-hmm. sad song, not really. All right, <laughs> because the whole story was sad. Yeah. <laughs> So the song would have been the same. So well, yeah. well, PK, the music for PK was composed by Shantanu Moitra, Ajay Atul, Ankit Tiwari, and Ram, Ram Sampath. So Sampath, yeah. yeah. Be careful on saying that name. Yeah, especially in Indonesia or Malaysia, right? <laughs> because the work that they have done is definitely not Sampath. Right? Sampath. It's actually very well done. So uh, congrats to you guys. Unfortunately, no nominees. No nominees for that. Yeah, no nominations for, for that film. So we move on from. But it's just it's just again when we talk about music and original score, mm. something happened to me <laughs> that I could not really talk about the other. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no worries. Hopefully we can discuss the next category makeup in more detail. Yeah. Best makeup and hairstyling. Okay, for the films Foxcatcher, The Grand Budapest Hotel, and Guardians of the Galaxy. Did you manage to watch Guardians of the Galaxy? <laughs> why are you laughing? No, the, why, the, why do you always laugh first before you answer? Or is that your actual answer? I'm nervous. <laughs> nervous. Because, nervous because some of some of this um, I haven't watched. Actually, mm-hmm. that's why I'm I'm laughing nervously. But um, all I know about best makeup and hairstyling for Foxcatcher, which is I'm planning to watch this weekend, mm. um, is that the totally transformed Steve Carell, mm. right? And then I think Oscar is such a huge fan of transforming people. Mm. Remember a couple of years ago, Charlie Theron changed yeah. completely for her movie? Absolutely. Monster. Yeah. Monster, yeah. And Nicole Kidman as well, I think. Yeah, Something for the hours. For the hours. Right? That's, right. that's why she won an uh, Oscar for that, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's actually quite huge on the best makeup and car selling. So, I think the one who's going to win is the one who transformed people the most. Mm. Right? So, uh, for the Grand Budapest Hotel, mm. I think it's from the makeup and hairstyling itself mm. because it reflected a certain era. Yeah. Yeah. So it's difficult to do actually. Mm. You have to refer to a lot of uh, preferences. Mm. So 
So yeah, that would be one of the criteria as well, I guess. Well, what kind, of, what kind of era would we talk about if we're talking about Guardians of the Galaxy? Outer space. <laughs> Outer space era. <laughs> I think the only the only uh, difference that I do notice in Guardian of the Galaxy is the the girl character, the Zoe Zaldana character. Mm. Right? She turned green, basically. Yeah. With envy, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> so, no need for makeup on that. No need right? for makeup, maybe. That's it, I think. Well, there, there were a number of different characters, different aliens. Um, oh yeah, in, the in, alien in the part. So for my for my part, I can see why it's nominated, but I'm not entirely sure how a comic book film will fare against other more serious films. I I've not seen Foxcatcher, but yeah, I do I agree with you. I, I think the, the the principle that has led to other people winning this award and other awards at Oscars in the past, I think the same principle could apply again. So yeah, we'll, um, see. we will see. We will see. Right? We so move- it, no, I mean, like if you take a look at this, mm-hmm. it uh, three different movies for for three different skills. I think exactly. for Foxcatcher is the transforming effect, mm. right? For the Grand Budapest, it's the reflecting on a certain era, mm. and then with the with the makeup and even costume design, I think. Absolutely. So, for the Guardian of Galaxy, it's about creating as much of um, weird things yeah. as it possible. Yeah. So, three different movie with three different reason why they got nominated, I guess. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right. Very informative. Thank you very much. We move on to the screenplays. <laughs> Again, why I love not my expertise. No worries. No screenplay. You'll be surprised how much you actually know about it without really knowing about it. Okay, Seriously. But we'll cover okay. That in short while. There are uh, two different kinds of categories: mm-hmm. okay? best adapted screenplay and mm-hmm. best original screenplay. Okay, for the adapted screenplay category. The five nominated films are American Sniper, The Imitation Game, Inherent Vice, The Theory of Everything, and Whiplash. Okay. And Best Original Screenplay, the nominees are Birdman, Boyhood, Foxcatcher, The Grand Budapest Hotel, and Nightcrawler. Oh, I wish Nightcrawler won. Hmm? I wish not Nightcrawler won. I, I am a big fan. Have you seen that film? Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Okay. Why do you Why do you wish for the? It's a, a very good premise. Victory? It's a, a, a for me. It's a good premise. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. It's a good premise. It's something that maybe it's not original, but in a way, uh, I like how they give a big portion on the antagonist, on the get and the bad guy. Yeah. Getting into the head of a bad guy. Yeah. Which is again maybe something that. You need to have a certain skill for that, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. So Nightcrawler should be okay. I, should I, be. I, I agree with you there. Certainly Nightcrawler is a film that explores something a bit more different than, than you might expect. I would uh, say that the strongest aspect of the script is how it focuses on the character played by Jake Gyllenhaal mm. so well. And it gets to the point where you sympathize with him and yet you hate him and you can't really decide how you feel about this character who would go to any length well, to actually obtain whatever he wants to get. So, somehow that's the testament for screenplay, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the scriptwriter Dan Gilroy, right? Mm. He deserves a lot of credit. He's mm. also the director of the film. Yeah, so, so that would, yeah, again, if you get, if you make 
audience feeling you have the next feeling about a certain character that's a kudos for the mm. screenwriter alright and funnily enough quite a number of the other nominees are also the director of their own films right you have for example Birdman, uh, Birdman which is directed by Alejandro Gonzalez Inaritu uh-huh. uh, Boyhood of course directed by Richard Linklater as we mentioned earlier uh, Grand Budapest Hotel the script was co-written by the director Wes Anderson uh-huh. and by Hugo Guinness okay? and for the best adapted screenplay category certainly I'm aware that Paul Thomas Anderson is also the director of that film Inherent uh, Vice Inherent okay. Vice yeah well I've not seen it um, it's just playing I think in Indonesia here in Jakarta oh it's just playing I think well, so. well oh, maybe um, some time could be made for that then uh, okay adapted screenplay usually coming from a book that they make into a movie it, it will come from something like uh, it could be a book usually it's a kind of book uh, perhaps a novel sometimes it's a non-fiction book uh-huh. sometimes it would be an article right? just a newspaper article really? or a magazine article yeah absolutely that's wonderful uh, the, the, you know the film Shattered Glass Mm-hmm. Uh, the one that starred Hayden Christensen mm-hmm. right? that film was adapted from a magazine article basically the process is you see something you like mm-hmm. and then you option it you, when you option it you basically do a deal with the original creator or the original writer mm-hmm. saying that okay I, I'm, I'm gonna pay you a certain amount for a certain period of time maybe a year two years maybe five years maybe more than that so that within this period of time it is only I who will have the right to develop this as a film product to, to be screened okay so if within two years or within that, uh, the, the stated duration within two or three or five years or whatever it is if you have not made a film then the option will finish and then the author the original creator of that either magazine article or the novel is free to go around and you know s- uh, sell the rights to somebody else if he wants okay, okay. so for best adapted screenplay you will see a number of films that is adapted not just from novels but also from uh, true stories yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. all possible right all of, well three actually based on three oh four I think alright um, what I want to ask you is this because there's a number of the scripts mm-hmm. right, both adapted and original mm-hmm. that's also written or co-written by the director himself do you for, for you yourself personally do you think it's better for the writer of the script to direct the film or should there be a, sep- uh, a separation of duty that, that would be better for the film as well what, what is your personal preference well I think if it's the, uh, if you ask me that way um for me, it would be much better if the director is actually also the screenwriter. But I think it's a more ambitious way. Hmm. You know what I mean? Because in that way, it's really his movie yeah. in a way. But if you work with other people, then you might have to compromise with different style, with different ideas, which hmm. maybe sometimes some of the director probably didn't enjoy doing that. Hmm. Uh, maybe an ego thing I don't know maybe yeah. but but for me yeah when, when when a director also the screenwriter it sort of give the movie a wholesome idea or, or this is his vision yeah and he actually claimed that this is his vision yeah um, you don't need to share it with uh, other people basically right. but then again um, maybe okay so for example in the adapted screenplay mm. I don't think uh, did did uh, imitation game 
it's the same guy who directed it as well? Uh, the scriptwriter for Imitation Game is actually a guy named Graham Moore. The director of that film is somebody named Morton Tilden. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm not as aware of him, but he made a number My of God, films. My God, he hipster. <laughs> Uh, well, he has made a number of different kinds of films. Uh, he's from Norway. Uh, and what's interesting about him is that uh, he came from outside of the Hollywood system, per se. Yeah. Right? And so there's a slightly different perspective. Uh, yeah, for me, for me, I think the uh, you do need to require a certain kind of um, instinct and scale to adapt from book to film. Right. So I think, again... Screen uh, screenwriter is basically the backbone as well of the, of the film, right? So uh, again, if the director's aware of his own limitation, I guess, in, in trying to adapt from book to the movie, mm-hmm. then yeah, a good screenwriter really going to help the whole story. All right. Okay. Well, this appears to be his first uh, Hollywood film. Oh, yeah. um, that seems interesting. His previous films, Headhunters and Fallen Angels. Uh, I do think that. Oh. Hi. Okay, no worries. The computer has crashed, but we have this. <laughs> the computer has crashed, ladies and gentlemen, but thank goodness oh, we have recorded God. this on my handphone. So we're going to take a short break and then we'll be right back after this. So don't go away.